0: Hey friends, welcome to Living in His Purpose podcast, where we recognize that in God's purpose, He has the perfect spot for you. If you're a Christian woman and you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious by this rat race way of life, and you're ready to find simplicity God's way, you're in the right spot. By replacing negative mindsets and habits with God's word, we're going to give Holy Spirit permission to come in and help us walk bravely in this upside down world. These are not easy things to face, sweet friend. You're going to have to put on your big girl pants. So pull them up, grab a drink, and let's get going. friends. Thanks for joining me this week. This is a topic I am super excited to talk about. So pardon me if I talk fast and I talk loud. And if you could see me, my hands are talking too. So in today's podcast, you know, there's a time in your life where you can remember exactly what you were doing when your whole life changed or when you changed how you thought about your whole life. And that happened to me back in 2020. When my doctor told me after looking at my saliva hormone panel, I had adrenal fatigue. What? What? as a nurse for almost 30 years, I'd never heard of this. So she sent me home with the following instructions. Decrease any stress in any area of your life immediately. Stop working out, take naps, sleep as much as I could, and go get this book to read all about adrenal fatigue. So within a 30 minute window of time, I learned that I had been living with so much stress that my body had quit responding to it. So let me explain what adrenal fatigue is first. But Let me back up even further to say, this is not something that's taught in medical schools. So your physician, unless they practice a more holistic medicine, they're not going to diagnose it for you. But after learning about it and looking around, I'm quite convinced that many, many people are walking around with low cortisol levels. And here's why I think that. So let me list some symptoms and see how they resonate in your mind. Tired for no reason, having trouble getting up in the morning, need coffee or soda to keep you going during the day, feeling run down, stressed, craving salty or sweet snacks, struggling to keep up with life's daily demands. Can't bounce back from stress or illness, not having much fun anymore, decreased sex drive, lightheaded when you stand up, mild depression, less happiness with your life, your thoughts are fuzzy, your tolerance of people has seemed to drop. You don't really seem to be awake until about 10 in the morning, and between the hours of three and four, you're pretty convinced you've been drugged with sleeping pills. And after six o'clock, then you start to feel alive again. Can any of you relate to any of these symptoms? I bet you can. Looking around, a lot of people can. These can all be caused by adrenal fatigue. So what is happening in adrenal fatigue? Adrenal fatigue is caused by stress, okay? The stress can be physical, emotional, psychological, environmental, infectious, or a combination of any of these. And one thing to to note is that your adrenal glands respond to every kind of stress the same way. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. So what are your adrenal glands? Let's get back to that. Your adrenal glands are these small walnut-sized glands that sit on top of your kidneys, and their purpose is to help your body cope with stress and literally to survive. And this is stress from every possible source. Your energy, your endurance, and your very life literally depends on the proper functioning of your adrenal glands. So what do they do? Adrenal glands secrete hormones, and these hormones affect all major processes in your body, like how your body uses carbohydrates and fats, how it turns fats and proteins into energy, how your body stores your fat, it regulates your blood sugar, it regulates proper cardiovascular gastrointestinal function, it helps your body fight against inflammation, it secretes antioxidant hormones that help you fight allergic reactions even your propensity to develop certain kinds of diseases and how your body responds to chronic illness is influenced by your adrenal glands. So when you have a chronic illness, your adrenal glands become critical. You can't live without them. So you've probably heard of cortisol, which is a hormone that the adrenals produce. Doctors will prescribe a synthetic cortisol called hydrocortisone to help with diseases like disorders of your joints, of your heart, your blood, your respiratory tract, your lungs, your GI tract, your skin, your eyes, your nervous system. It's also used to control swelling and inflammation like symptoms from allergies or cancer or infection or viral infections and autoimmune diseases. So you can see that what we treat with cortisol, these are all things that cortisol influences in the working of your body when you have low adrenal function it's called hypoadrenia and that just means it's low in deficient in the functioning of your adrenal glands and basically what's happening is you have too much physical emotional environmental or psychological stress it's depleted your adrenals they can't produce anymore to affect the combats of what's happening and it affects adrenal hormones particularly, like I said, the cortisol. And these symptoms can be severe to almost normal. So some of you may have heard of Addison's disease, which you may know JFK suffered from this. This is an extremely low end of hyperadrenia. And this is what your doctors are looking for when you go to a traditional doctor. They're going to draw your blood and they're going to look for severe low levels and they're going to diagnose you with Addison's disease. But there's a whole space On the continuum between what is normal and extreme low end of normal adrenal fatigue is not severe enough to be considered a medical emergency but in some of those cases some people can't even get out of bed for more than a few hours a day so you have this whole space between normal and severe low that people fall into that have symptoms They have signs of issues that are affecting their body. It's just not something that's taught in medical school, which I don't know why. And maybe that's changed. I don't know. And if you do know, I'd love to know because so many people are affected by this. Anyway, uh, changes occur in how you metabolize protein, fat, carbohydrates, how your fluid and electrolytes are balanced, how your heart's working, even your sex drive, not to mention all the alterations that are taking place at a cellular level. And what they have found is that even the shape of your body can be transformed when your adrenals are fatigued. And your body's doing that to compensate for the underfunctioning of your adrenal glands. So adrenal fatigue is a collection of signs and symptoms known as a syndrome. And with people with adrenal fatigue, most of the time, they look and act relatively normal, they don't have any obvious signs of physical illness, but they're not doing well. And they live with this general sense of unwellness or gray feelings. And they use coffee and soda and energy drinks to get going in the morning, and prop themselves up during the day. People who suffer from adrenal fatigue, they have erratic or abnormal blood sugars, usually in the form of hypoglycemia. People tend to experience allergies, arthritic pain, a decreased immune response, and most women who have a low adrenal function have more PMS tension, woohoo, as well as increased difficulty during menopause. Now, to continue, the adrenals have an effect on our mental state. People with adrenal fatigue show a tendency toward increased fear, anxiety, depression. They have increased difficulty in concentrating. They're less able to have a memory recall and they can suffer from insomnia. All these things, they just start compounding. And this lays the foundation for more serious things that can happen when your adrenals are fatigued, like frequent respiratory infections, allergies, asthma, frequent colds. And then there are other health problems like fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, hypoglycemia, adult onset diabetes diabetes, autoimmune disorder, and even alcoholism. To some people, maybe to their friends and family, they appear lazy, unmotivated, lost their ambition. But really, when you think about it, when you're fighting all that inner depression of being pulled down because your adrenals are not working, you're working twice as hard to force yourself to accomplish everyday tasks. So it's been the tendency of the medical profession to ignore this syndrome, but it affects millions of people. The medical profession, like I said, only officially recognizes Addison's disease as hypoadrenia. And that requires lifelong medication. That is a very serious, serious lifelong problem. So here's a definition of adrenal fatigue. Adrenal fatigue occurs when the amount of stress overextends The body's ability to compensate and to recover from that stress or the combined stresses. And once this tipping point happens, adrenal fatigue occurs. So, how do you get adrenal fatigue? What kind of things happen in life that affect your adrenals? Well, I'm going to list a whole bunch of them. And I want you to listen carefully because I'm betting my right arm that there are several of you who know someone or are experiencing a lot of these symptoms. And I'm encouraging you to find a holistic doctor that will test your adrenals through saliva, not through blood or urine. The saliva hormone testing is much more accurate than just getting the samples. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. So here are some factors that can affect your adrenals. I'm going to say it again. Emotional stress, allergies, overexertion, smoking, lack of sleep, poor eating habits, sugar, white flour, lack or excessive exercise, prescriptions, non-prescription drugs, marital stress, caffeine, coffee, fear, unwanted unemployment, negative attitudes and beliefs, lack of relaxation, psychological stress, toxins, financial pressures, infection, whether acute or chronic, lack of good food, or a death of a loved one. The hard part with this is our bodies. They might not even tell us that we're under this stress. I didn't realize that I was under this kind of stress, but what I learned was it's not necessarily one big thing in your life, but it can be several things over a long period of time that just drain your body. So you have to take a look, not at just the number of stresses but also the intensity of each stress the frequency the length of time it's presenting and all of this combines to a total stress load the worse the overload the harder it is for your body to respond and then the worse your adrenal fatigue is and each person has a different capacity to handle the stress load and each person's stress load varies over time there now charlotte won't jingle at us anymore (laughs) Okay, a lot of times adrenal fatigue is often precipitated by recurring bouts of bronchitis, pneumonia, asthma, or other respiratory infections. The more severe the infection, the more frequently occurs, or the longer it lasts, the more likely that the adrenals are going to get involved. And adrenal fatigue can occur just after one single episode or, like I said, recurrent long-term infections. If there are other stresses like an unhappy marriage, a poor dietary habits, or a stressful job, or anything really that's causing stress, the level of response becomes more. So who suffers from adrenal fatigue? What part of the population is affected by this? When I bought this book, and I'll put the link in the show notes, it had a A lot of good information. And I guess as I read the book, I highlighted all the things that were particular to me. And some of them are really interesting. Some examples of types of people who are susceptible to adrenal fatigue. Anyone who does not get enough rest, who doesn't relax to enjoy life, who's constantly driving themselves, who's never satisfied or is a perfectionist under constant pressure, Feels trapped or helpless, feels overwhelmed by repeated or continuous difficulties, who have experienced severe or chronic emotional or physical trauma or illnesses, that's a lot already. And I've just like covered two paragraphs of this book. I'm gonna go through more that's a factor for our adrenals, but honestly, anyone who can experience adrenal fatigue, it doesn't matter what walk of life, what culture, your age, it doesn't matter. It's your stress load. Your job can be a factor. Like firefighters in the medical profession, they're very much prone to adrenal fatigue. Those people who work in middle management or secretaries and teachers, the people who get stress from the top and the bottom. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that one person can withstand a stress pretty easily and readily handle more than another person. Or even at this particular point in your life, you could handle more than you can later or have been in the past. It, it It's all... There's a great variation, really. So here's some lifestyles that can lead to adrenal fatigue. Lack of sleep, poor food choices, staying up late even when you're tired, constantly driving yourself, trying to be perfect, staying in double binds, which that means there's a no-win situation over time. Lack of enjoyment, people in college, mother with two or more children who doesn't get a lot of support from family or friends, single parents, unhappy marriages, extremely unhappy and stressful work conditions, a self-employed individual, people who switch their shifts and have to change their sleep patterns, the death of a close friend or a family member, major surgeries, burns, head trauma, loss of a stable job, sudden change in your financial status, people moving in and out of your life, or any severe emotional trauma. All of this stress adds up and repeated stress, no matter what it's coming from, makes a person more prone to adrenal fatigue. So this is how it works. This is how stress can accumulate even when the stressors are different. For example, You have a bronchitis infection. It doesn't quite clear up and then your dad dies. Six months later, someone younger and newer gets the job promotion that you've been expecting. And within a month, you're injured in a car accident. These are all different stresses in our body that accumulate. And your body just doesn't recover. Those adrenals, they run out of cortisol level is basically what's happening. One thing I did find interesting is that kids who are born to moms who already suffer from adrenal fatigue... And a child who experiences severe stress in the womb, they typically have lower adrenal function. So from birth on, they have less capacity to deal with stress in their lives and they're more prone to adrenal fatigue. So at this point, you've either tuned me out or your ears are perked up and maybe you're a little bit concerned. I know I was. When I went to my doctor and she told me I had adrenal fatigue and my cortisol levels were down and the cortisol levels, if they're low, that just means your body is expended All the cortisol it has and it's not able to produce anymore during the day and that's what makes you feel dragged down. But when she told me this, it really bothered me because I thought I was doing okay and it forced me to look at my life and see what was really going on personally The several years before that, and I think this was the cumulative effect for me, I had gone through two rounds of in vitro fertilization, which let me tell you, if you've never done that, you don't know stress and then add a bunch of hormones on top of it and see what happens to you. I had to go back to work because my husband's job brought him back home. I was working full time, homeschooling my son, and my job was back in nursing, which can be a very stressful place to work. I had a couple of relationships in my life that were thoroughly, chronically draining me from the inside. And I guess what bothered me was that if my body was showing signs of stress, that means I wasn't coping well and I had to look at how I was coping. I was very interested when my doctor asked me if I had been exercising. And I said, yes, when you don't have a lot of energy, the world and all the media says, well, that just means you need to increase your blood flow. Go get some cardio, get that going, and that will give you energy. But when I worked out, I literally wanted to take a nap afterwards. And she said, that's a sign that the exercising is not working and I needed to stop. So here I'm thinking about trying to be healthy. And she's telling me, don't exercise For months for the next several months as long as it took for my adrenals to heal she told me i needed to sleep more that during during the day if i felt tired take a nap and i don't know about you but the guilt level that i had with the idea of taking naps during a day where the sun was out and i had work to do was almost unbearable it was really difficult i had to look at my relationships how was i dealing with the people in my life and honestly personally i feel like this was probably the biggest factor for me I have had trauma in my life as a kid, so I don't know if that decreased my ability to deal with relational problems. Maybe, I don't know. But I did have relationships that were chronically draining me, where the stress of feeling incapable or wrong in some sort of way was crushing for me. I mean, it was a lot to deal with. I had to sit back and realize... I can't control people around me. I could only control me. So that was three and a half years ago. And I have been on a wonderful journey of discovering how stress affects our bodies. And I've learned a lot. I have learned a lot of things that I want to share with you because I look around and I see people who are stressed from the inside and people who are stressed from the outside. And one of the things that I really decided was that I could not heal my body. Only God can do that. And I needed to find out what he thought about this, what he was telling me. And I think he was using this as a way to make me stop thinking I had it all under control and face the fact I didn't, I didn't. And that there are emotions and thought patterns and mindsets that I was carrying around that were highly ineffective and obviously harmful to me. I started focusing more on peace and rest and how to step out of the rat race of this world and that really spearheaded my journey into what does health look like. And what I've learned is health is different for everyone. I find complete enjoyment in taking a walk. My heart rate does not need to be between need to be between 130 and 150 for me to feel like I've accomplished something. Just the fact that I can look around, look up at the sky, talk to Jesus, breathe fresh air, feel the sunshine on my face, I get so much benefit from that. I've spent a lot of time thinking about how to get my body healthy. What Does that look like? And I've learned a lot of things. I've learned a lot of things that you hear are not necessarily the truth. We aren't eating too much fat. We aren't eating too much protein. We're not eating too much carbohydrates. Those are not the problems in our life. Those are just marketing tools that are being used for us for their benefit. Now, I could go on and on about dieting right now, but Not in this episode. I'll get into that in another episode because I've got some opinions there too. But what I want to focus on here is recognizing what is your body doing. I want to encourage you that if you have these symptoms, go find a holistic doctor in your area. I live in Southwest Missouri and there's a doctor who does a lot of hormone testing, Dr. Poppy. She is awesome. But I know she's overworked because more and more people are learning that hormones in our bodies are actually what drives the functions of our bodies. And if you can get those hormones in check, Your body is going to work better. God has designed us to deal with stress. He's designed our bodies to deal with chemicals that might be in our food. But if our body's fighting chronic stress, it can't handle fighting the chemicals that are coming to our bodies through the food or the water or the air or things that we really can't help. It's extremely important to get your stress under control. And I'm not just saying you say, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I've got this. I pray every day. God's got this. I mean, looking at what your body's telling you either symptom wise or getting your hormones tested So the good news is there is a way to fix this, but you have to identify what's causing your stress and you have to realize that to fix it, you're really going to have to shift your mindset, which honestly, looking back, I can see now that dealing with my stress has led me to see how important our mindsets are, how they play in our lives. When you have a record going in your head over and over about, I can't do this. I fail at that. I'm no good at this. I'm always doing this wrong. And you have that going over and over and over and over again in your mind, Those thoughts are poisoning your body, which has led me all the way to where I am now with mindset coaching and the importance of it. I truly believe that your mindset will help heal your body. Now, I'm not saying this is a cure for cancer or for chronic diseases, or you're never going to get sick and you're never going to die. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that the quality of your life is affected by how you think in life life. And that my friend is a really hard thing to wrap your mind around. But if you acknowledge that and you start addressing that, I'm going to put in here of course with God's help and with the word of God, you start releasing the things in your life that are causing you stress, your body is going to work better. Your emotional state will be better. How you respond to people will better will be better. How your patience level will improve. All of this when you relieve the stress that is on your body. You have the ability to handle more short-term life upsets. So this book is called Adrenal Fatigue, The Twenty First Century Stress Syndrome by James Wilson. And I'll put a link here in the notes. But one thing that it does have in here that's really interesting is an adrenal questionnaire. And it asks a whole bunch of questions and rates it and it will give you an idea without taking the saliva test if you've got some adrenal fatigue going on and there's some other tests in there like an iris contraction test, a blood pressure test and some other things to see if you need to seek further help with that. So I mentioned the saliva hormone testing and let me tell you why it's the single best lab test available for detecting adrenal fatigue. It's better than blood, it's better than urine and this is why. Your saliva hormone levels are most indicative of the amount of hormone inside the cells where your hormone reactions are taking place. So when you think about it, if you're drawing blood sample, they're testing how much of the hormone is floating around in your blood. Well, that's fine, but that's not where your hormones are working. The hormones are working inside your cells. And the same thing with urine samples. The urine just means it's measuring how much of the hormone is spilling out of your blood and into the urine. And it's not giving you a better picture of what's happening in your cells. So from personal experience, I can say doing saliva testing is a little bit gross, especially if you have any issues with saliva because you're spitting into little vials throughout the day And it takes a while. I never realized how long it would take your mouth to create five milliliters, which is about a teaspoon of saliva, but it can take a few minutes. And when you're looking at cortisol levels, you have to do it several times a day to find your patterns. You know, one more thing to put in here real quick is that the saliva test that they do also checks other hormones like testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, and other hormones on top of that. And they look at these hormone levels. So if your cortisol level is decreased, they look at the other hormones to see how chronically decreased they are one of the things that came out of it for me was my progesterone levels were low now i've been on progesterone which let me tell you will help you sleep better a lot better but i didn't realize that once your body's depleted of cortisol it starts looking at other hormones to help create more cortisol and that includes progesterone so is there help can you get past this yes there is and you can recover recover your adrenal health by improving your lifestyle and changing your mindset. There's a lot of mindset work here. How you're eating, what you're drinking, and you also need to really focus on the thoughts that you're feeding your mind and the beliefs that you're basing your whole life on. And that's a lot, that's a lot when you're tired, when it takes all your energy just to get out of bed, to go home, feed your kids, and go back to bed. Who has time for mindset work? But you have to make time for the mindset work. There are also recommendations for supplements to be looking at, and you also need to look for food allergies or sensitivities. Uh, One thing about working in healthcare, this is a... segue. I do apologize. I realize the time here is going on and on, but I got things to say people. (laughs) So one thing about working in healthcare that has really rubbed me the wrong way is how we throw a pill at everything. Every symptom that you might have that could possibly be some kind of chronic disease or illness, there's a pill for. And I'm not saying this to make anyone feel bad for taking a pill for whatever illness that they have. But what I am saying is why not look at the cause of that illness? Look at what is your body missing? How is it relating to what's going on around you that's causing this illness and let's address that first so how do we do this super simple friends here are my top 10 ways to deal with stress number one go outside on a sunny day or even on a cloudy day take deep breaths put your bare feet on the ground and do some grounding and we'll talk about that in another episode too because this is something else I've discovered on my journey to de-stressing my life that's fascinating Number two, look at what's draining you. What relationships do you have that are just taking too much? Do you struggle with boundaries? Are you allowing other people's emotional states to affect your emotional state? Maybe that's the mindset work you need to work on. Number three, changing how you see the world. Reframing your negative events into a positive experience. And honestly, people... Who don't know jesus i don't know how you do this because jesus is the only one who can take the bad and turn it into good number four get more sleep number five drink more water eat more fruits and vegetables number six turn off the television turn off the devices number seven breathe deep breathe through your nose and we'll talk about this in another episode too number eight maybe counseling is needed Maybe coaching is needed. Learning how to change your mindset moving forward in life coaching is a wonderful arena for that. You have another individual who's working with you intimately discover what it is in your paradigm that's holding you back from being the person that you want to be or doing what it is that you want to do in life. And the next one, forgiveness. This is a big one, people. People don't realize that holding on to grudges takes up a whole lot of emotional energy. It is emotional baggage when you're just carrying around. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm sure every one of you out there has someone, with myself included, that when you think about that person, your heart rate goes up, your chest tightens, your blood pressure goes up, you have ringing in your ears, and you have no kind words on your lips. Those are things you got to give up. That is a stress in your life and you don't need it because like they say, when you have no forgiveness, it's like feeding yourself a poison and expecting the other person to die. It's not going to change anything. And the next one is identifying the things that are stealing your energy. And everyone's different with that. Do some serious evaluation where you are, how you're thinking about what you're doing. So to conclude, I promise I'll be done now. (laughs) Stresses are additive and cumulative. They add up. If you identify your largest source of stress and remove it or neutralize it, you're going to make a significant impact on your adrenal glands. Get your hormone levels tested. Know where you're sitting so that you know what to work on. Identify how you're seeing things and ask Jesus to change your heart, change your mind. Learn how to relax, meditation, yoga, walking, breathing. I have by no means exhausted all about adrenal fatigue, pardon the pun. (laughs) But if you're interested in it or are looking at your life and wondering how you're being affected, if you're being affected by this, just remember all of the functions that your adrenal glands help your body with. It's so important, so foundational to make sure that your body is reacting to stress well and in a healthy manner. Let me remind you of what Jesus says. In John 14, he said, I'm leaving you with a gift of peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. In Matthew 6, he says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. The author in the book of Psalms in chapter 131, he says, I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Instead, I have quieted and calmed myself. Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep the perfect peace of all who trust in you and whose thoughts are fixed on you. God will deliver you from stress. It's a bondage that we have in our society right now. In Isaiah 10, it says, In that day, the Lord will end the bondage of his people. He will break the yoke of slavery and lift it from their shoulders. In Philippians, Paul tells us, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. And then you will experience peace, which is going to exceed anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. This is wonderful news, this news that God knows what you're going through. And in the word of God, you're going to see he has a plan for it all. He has a way for you to escape the stresses of this world. Some of the ways you escape it are hard because of the mindsets that you have that are holding you back. In Christ, we are, we have freedom. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. We have freedom. I highly encourage you to invest some time into what it is holding you back, what is stressing you out. Look at it. Write it down. Pray about it. Ask God to show you a way out, a way around it, or a way through it. I'm not saying this is a way that we're never going to have pain in our life because we will. But when you change your mindset about things that are happening in your life and you're able to let it go, truly let it go we keep our bodies from holding on to that stress and I can't wait to get into you into that with you about what happens to our bodies with stress but we'll do that in another episode (laughs) I've got so much to share with you, friends. I hope this has been helpful. And if you know someone that's going through problems like these or showing symptoms or signs like this, share this podcast, share this knowledge, encourage them to read this book, find out for themselves, find a holistic doctor that will help them diagnose what's going on. And if you just need help with stress, if you need a counselor, find a Christian counselor, someone qualified to work with you through previous hurts, emotional traumas. If you're wanting to find a way to go forward in life, learning how to change your mindset, how to change your paradigm, how to change your soul into a more positive manner, find a life coach, find a Christian life coach. If you're a Christian, this is extremely important. Someone who understands the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Well, apparently I can keep talking on and on, but I better let you go. I know that this is a big topic, and this is something that might get you thinking about things you really don't want to think about, and I applaud you for listening to it. So go get out of your big girl pants, get into some comfy pants, get your tea or take a walk and talk to Jesus. Thank you, friends, for being here with me. Thank you for listening. I'm so excited to be able to share some of the things that I've learned along my way. And I would ask, if you wouldn't mind, to leave a review on Apple Podcast if any of this resonated with you, or to give a shout out, or even shooting me an email, or signing up for the newsletter they put out once a week so you know when the next episode is. I would greatly appreciate any support that you would have to offer, and I look forward to visiting with you and getting to know you. Have a great week. Until next time, God bless. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here with me. And I'm hoping that you received a word. Let me close with a passage of scripture. Rejoice in your confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. By doing this, sweet friend, you're going to find that you can take those thoughts captive and change that mindset and be anxious for nothing. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you next time.